Ladies and gentlemen, we sold two tickets, count them, two tickets with the group link to the Furman basketball game. Um, so that is a factor of why we felt comfortable deciding not to go to the game. So um, if you guys didn't see on Twitter, we had we kind of made a literally a last-minute decision, literally before we got on to 85. Um, we decided it ain't worth it to make the trip uh, because we were – GPS said we would arrive at 8.30. And watching the game, 8.30 was with nine minutes left in the game. Yeah. So I personally at work, my manager was out, so I had to be substitute manager for the day. So that kept me at work a little bit longer. And I part had, of it, Yeah, I had to stay at work longer. There, A lot of people had a lot of different problems in the office right. today. I ended up being the only person in my office today. So right. was literally required I, I to be there. I physically could not have left until 5 o'clock. Right. So we still had full intentions of going. But just all things considered, you know – you, you, we love App State, all this good stuff. It just ain't, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean it, it ain't so logical. Like, we thought, like, I got done at 5, like, 5.30, like, we, like, it's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive to Greenville for that. But there was traffic, I mean, we, because we drove, I mean, we're on the road for, like, what, 30 minutes? Yeah, we were on the road like, for, like, attending to go. 45 minutes of driving there, and we made it maybe 15 miles. Right, because traffic uh, took us off 85 and then we ran into like this giant accident where the intersection was closed. We made it from Uptown Charlotte to Mount Holly. Right. Which is in Charlotte. Everyone knows this. All right. <laughs> so that is why, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we did not go to the Furman game. The reason we're clarifying this is because we had some uh, hashtag haters uh, letting us know that it was a, a bad look. Um, and I agree. Uh, you know, yeah, someone we promoted, I mean, someone we were planning to go to and... But, but, I mean... Don't work out. At the end of the day, like, through our group ticket link that was sponsored by us, we were the only people that had used it. We were the right. only people that were connected to the gold room right. that we're going to be... It didn't feel like we were letting people down because we knew it was just us. Yeah. And, if anything, it was just kind of a, a good learning experience because it shows the reach or the lack of reach that our podcast has. Yeah. So well, and, you know... I, we're also, you know, we're young alumni. We we don't – this is kind of one of the first times we've tried to make it to a road basketball game after yep. work. I mean, this is stuff we learn. Right. Yeah, so I think this was like a good stepping stone, a good little learning opportunity. Um, but, yeah, so didn't work out. Uh, I mean, if you if you think it's worth driving five hours and spending a tank of gas to watch 30 minutes of basketball, then, you know, I apologize. But that's not what I think is a good decision or a good use of money. Uh, you didn't give your all. I did not give my all, but I gave my all to Sabor and had a great quesadilla. Yeah, my tacos some, were incredible. Delicious churros on the oh, side. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've got all the excuses out of the way, or justifications, depending on which side of the war you're on, um, let's talk about the basketball game. Welcome back. You're in the gold room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. All right, folks. This is Will Strickland, App State Coneboy. I'm Parker Stone, the App State Cone Enforcer. Let's talk about App State basketball moving to 5-5 five and five on the season. May we remind you, in our preseason episode, 
I believe I predicted us going nine and two. I had us going undefeated into the Duke game. So, so ten and zero. Yes, I had us going under no eleven and zero because we, we got to right. play b- b- the boys. Right, the boys. No Erskine. Erskine. Yes, you're right. Not boys. So safe to say, we were a little off. A little off. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think we might have. And yeah. that is. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put a stamp on this episode. I'm worried about this season. Uh, I mean, I won't be like worried like it's going to keep me up at night until we get into conference play. If we get into conference play and start dudding games to Troy again, yeah, I might I might have some restless nights. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because it seems like a different problem than last season i don't remember our offense not being able to produce like this am i just not do i just have rose colored glasses of last season no i think this is a problem we still had last season i think how we're combating the problems a little different from last season especially like tonight tonight offensively we struggled but i mean we kept cutting we kept driving to the lane trying to go to the basket Last year's offense was like hero ball. Let's, you know, just try to shoot their lights out. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's kind of how we played from down last year was one guy's going to take 15 threes. Yeah. So I think our defense, I'm very content with our defense. There's always room for improvement, but realistically, I think we're averaging opponents like 68 points or something like that. We're ranking second in the Sun Belt as of right now in defense. As of before the game. But I yeah. imagine it won't be that big of a no, deal. I, I mean, Furman I think... only scored 73, so it's still right in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with defense. Uh, but offense, and man, I don't know. And it's strange because we have more bench production this year. Yeah. But we're not winning games. No. So I guess this is why I'm not a coach and Coach Kearns is because I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I don't know what the solution would be. I don't really know what it is either. And it's still kind of one of those, like, Kearns is still very obviously toying with the lineup here. You know, tonight we we saw CJ Huntley at the very end, but he's someone who's started a couple games, who's played big minutes. We did not see Xavion Brown, who's played big minutes. We right. did not see Terrence Harcum, who's played big minutes. No Chris Mantis tonight. Um Eads started over Eads started. Uh, RJ Duhart got more minutes than he has in several games this season. JLJ played the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. So, and he played great. I oh, think he, yeah, no, JLJ he did. He solid. had a very, very good game. It's probably the best game he's had this year. Um, it might just be, you know, a matchup-dependent thing this year with how Kearns dictates his lineup. I guess so. I'm just worried, like, with the, the mental part of the game for, for our team – because the crowd is not the crowd's going to shrink. We're five and five. Yeah, we're five and five. We just lost to a mid major. Another mid major. We you know we started the season with like what thirty two hundred or thirty one hundred for ETSU. Yeah. Yep. It's not. I don't know if we're going to hit that this season again, unless we go on a crazy run. Crazy. Or we beat Duke yeah, or something. Yeah. If, if you win one of the Duke or UNC games, you'll get he'll hit that number again. But when you go five and five against equal competition. Yeah. That yeah. You ain't gonna get butts in the seats, you know. Yeah. So I'm worried about that kind of 
affecting, and not that, you know, Justin and Delph are not used to playing in front of empty crowds, but the fact that it started full. Yeah. And it's going, it's going it's back, go back to, to empty. Yeah. So that may be a, uh, a little mind game mm-hmm. that our, our boys got to power through. Because mm-hmm. the student section will still be there. They'll still be that, that core group that is active and engaged. But the casual students that, oh, there's a basketball game tonight? Sure. Yeah, I'll go. They ain't going to show yeah. up if we're, you, you know, know, 10 and 10 or 10 and 13 or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so as far as like more specifics about tonight's game, final score seventy three sixty five. Um, I I don't know. I think again, want to mention that JLJ played very well. I think he seemed his um, offensive rebounding was noticeable. That was a huge benefit of having him on the floor. Yeah, I mean he's just a hustle player. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But in terms of like other standouts, I mean just stats like. Uh, uh, Justin, 17 points. Delph, 17 points. Mike, 10 points. JLJ, 12 points off the bench, which is huge. Yep. Uh, old Greg was seven points, but six rebounds and four assists. Um, and then we have Michael Eads, who started with two points. So there's another element of like, we fix this, but then the leak springs here, and we fix yep. that leak, and then this. This guy has here. a good night. This guy's off. Right. This guy steps up, but the guy you actually needed to step up can't. And I think, I don't remember what time in the game I said it. Maybe like five or four minutes left. I said, like, we're out of time. Yeah, you said that was about four minutes left. Because we were trading shots with them. Yeah. And they would go up two, go up five, go up three. And we had one timeout. And we were taking our entire shot clock. Or they were taking the entire shot clock whenever they were on offense. And it's just, you know. We watched uh, the game against Delaware slip away, mm-hmm. and that felt similar to it because I mean similar in the fact that we never had the lead, but similar in the fact that it just like kind of slowly just kind of went away. The lead just slowly got bigger without even really noticing it. Yeah. So that's our biggest issue. Is like I don't know if it's endurance or what, but we play tight all game. And then towards the end, they just pull away. The yeah. opponent just pulls away. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Like, next game's coming up. We've got Erskine, and we've got Chapel Hill, and then we've got Duke. Other way around. It's Erskine, then Duke, then Chapel Hill. And then we've got uh, the start of conference play with yep. Louisiana and Monroe. Which so Louisiana got, is not a, a super, super easy one to start on. No. So we've got five, five games left in 2021. Like, what are you hopeful? Like what? <laughs> what I'm hopeful. Cause you still have two marquee games sitting in front of you. I mean, and that's where like, we're sitting, we're talking about how this team has like underperformed to our expectations. Obviously I thought this team was going to be undefeated to this point, <laughs> but I think this team's probably going to get defined by how they play in those two games. I think really. Oh yeah. I mean, if you have a close game with one of those two, that's a, that's a bigger victory than beating Delaware earlier this year. I guess. <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of how our out-of-conference play was always going to kind of be defined on how we played against the ACC schools. Yeah. I agree. I think it's like like 2019 app. Uh, you think about beating South Carolina and North Carolina. When you look at that season, you don't think about dropping the game to Georgia Southern as much. Mm. As much. 
I don't know. As much. Because that loss kept us from a New Year's Six Bowl. But when you think about that season, if you think about the memories of that season, you will always go to the victories at North Carolina and South Carolina first. I guess. Unless you're a pessimist. Is that the same analogy, though? Because we won those games. But Well, that's what I'm saying. We have that potential. <laughs> we like, have like, no if, like, if namesake you, wins. If you win those games, it kind of just overwrites everything else that's already happened. You immediately just remember it as this is the season I mean, we beat. Are we win- are we are we beating Chapel Hill? Anything's possible. <laughs> it's funny because Chapel Hill Chapel Hill's doable. Like that Chapel Hill's doable, but we lost to Vermont. <laughs> what is your definition of doable? <laughs> doable as is in- it not Vermont? <laughs> Chapel Hills looked a little cold to start the year. I don't think they're all that great this year. Duke is going to be a... Mm, I wish y'all could see the face I'm giving them right now. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've, I said it when I gave my prediction we were going to go undefeated. I have the biggest rose-tinted glasses for this basketball team. I don't. <laughs> the Duke game, I might have sunglasses on. <laughs> I might have to put my shades on for that Duke Very game. superstitious. <laughs> Hey, but hey, it's been a week where a lot of really good teams have been losing to undefeated opponents. I mean, Purdue, oh, oh. Purdue lost to uh, to Rutgers. It or, could happen. Yeah. Are you saying we're due for a, 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 what's, what's the term? There's a word, not a trademark, but a hallmark, but a, maybe it's hallmark. A really big win. Are you saying we're due? Let's have this little debate right now. Hypothetical. Com- speaking completely hypothetically. If somehow this App State team was to go to Cameron Indoor Stadium next week and beat Duke at Duke in Coach K's final year while they're ranked in the top five, is that a bigger upset than at versus Michigan? No. Because... App and Michigan were literally in different divisions. leagues. Yeah. But I'd argue the talent gap between Duke and mid majors is larger from FCS to FBS. I would say the talent gap from the top five recruiting classes to the, the mid, because the mid majors, you're lucky if you get like four or five dudes to get drafted. The FCS, you, you get guys that get drafted from the FCS up. Yeah, yeah. I think the talent gap in basketball is a lot worse than it is in football. Mm. It's just an interesting hypothetical. It's it is. It is. I, I'm mixed. I see it both ways. I think from the perspective of, yeah, App and Michigan were in completely different leagues. Like, yeah, obviously it's a bigger upset in that regard. But I think talent-wise, they were closer to, you know, traditional mid-major recruiting basketball class versus... Duke's number one class in the country. All of these guys are going to play in the NBA. Mm. Every single one of them will be on our roster at some point out of their rotation. If we beat Duke, do we then plan a road trip to Chapel Hill and cancel the day of? (laughs) Or do we just not not even announce an event and just tweet the day of, we are not going? Is that good, or should we put that on the whiteboard and think about it a little bit? Yeah, I mean... We'll put it on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think think if we got an airplane rate 
first. Like if we got an airplane. Airli- if we got an airliner to sign on and we got a bunch of people to we got uh, From where? From Hickory to Charlotte? No, from from Charlotte to, to RDI or RDU. Okay. Um and then maybe two people will buy tickets. And then Why would someone buy a ticket to an airline but not to a Furman basketball game? Well it wouldn't matter because me and you <laughs> wouldn't have been able to get on the plane anyway. That's true, that's true. That's true. That's true. Good point, good point, good point. We would have like overslept or something. Yeah. We'll think about it. Yeah. We'll decide the best way to execute our cancellation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, any other thoughts about well, about just tonight in general, or specifically about the basketball game? Um tonight in general, this has been a day where uh when everything could have gone wrong, it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Let At it every out. turn. Let it out, Parker. It went wrong. Work went wrong today mm-hmm. i got i had everything that i had planned for for like the next like week and a half i had it finished before noon today intending waiting, to leave early yes waiting for my opportunity to get out of there and then every other person in the office had a problem can y'all imagine the intern being forced to be the only one in the office yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and i had to be there because someone has to be in the office until five o'clock and my boss was coming back <laughs> so my boss would have known i left right because your boss would have walked in and been like hmm no one's no here one's at the desk so uh <laughs> yeah and then we leave and then we are held up by multiple accidents yeah multiple accidents hold us up well, it was a little bit of fog in charlotte today yeah clearly people can't see um, it was like Silent Hill out there, man. Then we're like, all right, GPS says we're, we're not going to get there till 8.30. Let's go back. Let's go hit up favorite neighborhood spot, Jack Beagles. That's right. I call ahead. I was going to see if they could put the game on. Right. He was even going to use a fake voice so that if they say said no... I can still order food without... Right. We could call back later with a different voice and not feel embarrassed. So I, I call over there and they don't answer. And I'm like, oh... Well, you know what? Maybe they're... Uh, they're busy bees. Yeah, they're busy. So we, we park. We walk over there. Kitchen closed due to hot water heater issue. So, like, there was just a curse over yes, Mecklenburg County. Literally everything. Even once we left Mecklenburg County, we kept having problems. <laughs> Gaston County, no better. <laughs> so, I mean, it, yes. You know, we had a bad day today. We mm-hmm. had a bad day today. Mm-hmm. Um, the basketball team had a bad day today. Um, I wouldn't even say it was that. Like, we didn't lose to them by 15 or something. Like, it was a good game. It was a very good basketball game. Um, they just had a little bit more today. Their boy, uh, their their boy, their boy Slauson's a little prima donna. He, he's a that little dramatic. Dude, well, and I'll talk about that. Slauson should have been ejected. That should have been an ejection. Straight up. So, so I get that he didn't necessarily go for JLJ's head. I don't care. He never looked at the basketball, didn't look at the play. All he did was turn to JLJ and launched an elbow at his neck. Yeah. That's nowhere was he attempting to play basketball. Yeah. And I don't know what the commentator was saying. I would assume the debate would be between uh, flagrant and an ejection. But this announcer saying that looks like a common foul. Bro, what are you talking about? He was talking about, oh, it looks like. He hits him in the chest and then it slides up to his yes. neck. Bro. He what? he whole ass forearmed our man yes. in the jugular, yeah. right? Uh, it was almost more of an elbow than I thought a forearm. Like that's that should have flat out been an ejection. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. And they they call a flagrant JLJ misses one of two free throws, we get the ball. Yada yada yada. Yeah. 
Straight up should have been an ejection. Yeah, no, that dude should not. He was not trying to play basketball. No, the the, the replay of that, as soon as the ball, I think it was Delph shoots, as soon as it leaves his hand, the man turns, puts his back to the hoop, and just launches his arm. He didn't even see Delph Del- shoot the ball. He just, he, I mean, it was like no play on the ball. It was not a basketball play. No. Nothing. No. And it was just, be, it was the play before, the reason that, you know, the contest is important, the play before... He and Gregory got tied up on what should have been a jump ball. That they called a foul. And then right at the end, Slauson kind of gave a little little, little extra. A uh, little, uh-uh, little shove to Gregory. Uh, somehow, Justin was about to jump in, but they cooled it down. And the very next thing, he puts JLJ on the floor. He whacks him. So that's, again, where refs got to take that into con- on yeah. The context. Yeah. It's not just an isolated incident. You have to literally... They do it in the NBA. Like when uh, the 76ers and uh, Hornets were playing. Uh, uh, Drummond and Bridges, Bridges. started, started yeah, barking yeah. at each other. They got teased. And they went back to like three plays later mm-hmm. to literally see the, the chain of events. Because the actual play where like if they, they actually started looking at it, it was just Miles Bridges hit Andre Drummond. Yeah. But they went back and looked at it and saw, you that know, Drummond, Drummond hit, hit Bridges. Yeah. Right. It was a back and forth, so they so teased Reb's both So Red's got to do that. Because yeah. basketball, you can literally, it's not like football where you got to wait until you're on defense and then you go out there. You can literally do it five seconds later. You can get retribution. Yeah. You know, you can you got, deal your, out you got your opportunity. whatever you just got. Yeah. Well, so you have like, to keep that in it's mind. It's not like in football, too, where like if you try to swing at a guy, you're hitting him in the helmet. No, like, you can clock a dude. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you can you really want you it. You can do some damage if in basketball. If you really want it. Yes. Right. So I think leaving him in the game was a just bad on the officials. 100%. That should have flat up been an ejection. Yeah. That would have changed the pace there, of the there game. There were a couple questionable things. Uh, the... Uh, Slauson and JLJ going out of bounds and uh, mm-hmm. the refs called it inconclusive and a jump ball at first. Then they go to the tape and it, from what I was looking at, there's nothing conclusive at all. To me, it looked like JLJ threw the ball off Clawson's arm at the last second, but I thought it was inconclusive. The refs somehow say it was definitely conclusive and revert the jump ball. And that's important because the ball was going to firm it either no way. No matter what. It was either going to be a jump ball or an out of bounds. The call on the court was a jump ball, and with inconclusive evidence, it stays a jump ball. The benefit there, the possession error goes back to App State. So within the last three, four minutes of the game, if if there's another jump ball, we get it, which is super important at the end of the game. But instead, they overturn it, saying they have conclusive video evidence that it's a jump ball. Or no, not a jump ball. No. That it's, it's just straight, straight out up. Straight up, JLJ us. touched it, yeah. So not only do they get the ball, but they still have the possession arrow. So yep. had there they, been another jump ball, they would have gotten the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's why that was just flat out bad officiating as well. Yeah. Like that's like just you read the rule book and you just go down the line. That is not at all what's supposed to happen. Well, and then you got Michael Minasi on a fast break, goes up for a layup. Guy jumps into him. No call, no foul. Then they pass the ball up the court. Uh, Gregory jumps with a guy. Minimal contact. They call that a shooting foul. Yeah. I mean, it was stuff like that the whole game where you're just kind of scratching your head like, what are you doing? Now, let us clarify that a loss is a loss, and a good team does not leave it up to the refs. Yeah. A good team sure. wins, even if the refs are, are the the um, those temporary refs that the NFL had for, for that one season. Yeah. A good team wins. But... You know, especially with Slauson staying in the game. It's just mm-hmm. like, what's that uh, I hate Christian Leitner when he stepped on that dude? Yes. And then he ended up hitting the game winner? Yes, he stays in. It's exactly what that was. Yeah. That's their poster child. They leave him in the game, and then he plays well, and they end up winning. Yep. When He he steps on a homie. <laughs> he 
steps on a dude. Yep. He should have been flat out ejected. Same thing should have happened as Lawson. Mm-hmm. And they, they the commentators say, oh, it's a common foul. It, it brushes his neck. Oh, like a scarf. All right, hits him in the chest and slides up. Oh, JLJ must be sweaty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so odd. But overall, I do want to give credit. And, and we were mad that we didn't end up at the game because Furman has a cool environment. It's a cool little place. I like they've got like platforms in the corner where they've got like their pep band and stuff. Right. Having their student section, A, on, on the, the side where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And B, they've got students on the floor. The front row, it's literally like it's how our it's, high school was. It's courtside. Front side. row, you stand during the game, and then you sit down on that very front row. So you are as courtside. You are court top. Yeah. <laughs> you are on the court, and there's no scoreboard in front of you. No. It's just you in the court. That is sick. That's so That's unbelievably awesome. cool. I understand why more schools don't do it. Uh, it's a risky shirt. That would, like, uh, <laughs> if, like, uh, say, Duke or... Probably can't do that on, Chapel on a, Hill. On a uh, you know, 40K Ohio arena. State. Yeah, no. Not a good I, call. I think there, there'd be a lot of assault charges that would pinned yes. From, yes. from this. But I thought it was super, super cool. I, I really thought it was... A the crowd was into it. Granted, it was, like... 80% geriatric fans, so they... It was 80% geriatric fans, but their student section was, I hey, mean, bustling. That 80% gave it their all. I'll tell you what. Oh, I gave it my all for right. the Paladins. They did put... We did notice that there was a, an older woman in a... Like an elderly woman in a wheelchair. She was like... They put her like right on the court. Yes, in the And corner. I was like, if there's like one, you know, someone... Like a... You know, someone running... Uh, trying to... Like a, a Rodman dives out well, of the bad balance... <laughs> she's gone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was like on the corner of the baseline. I mean, it was just confusing. You, know, you got, you got Gregory coming 3d at you. <laughs> you know, she had a good life. You know what that, I'm saying? That's like, the 40 basketball. That's experience. IMAX baby. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs IMAX when you can get jumped on? So shout out to Furman. That was, uh, they have a cool environment. And I do think it would have been funny though. Had we walked in like halfway through the second half and just started hooting and hollering that would have been funny because yeah. it would have been like, "What the hell? Who are where? What? Where have they been?" <laughs> uh, so yeah. So do we have? I think we've covered all our excuses for canceling. I wouldn't even call them excuses. Shit, shit happens, dude. Like justifications. Yeah. If people are really that upset or pressed about it, that's fine. Hey, buy tickets to the next one. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You know. Problem solved. And we'll plan more in advance, and we'll have a bigger audience, and we'll have more outreach, one more experience, and we'll nail it. We'll buy out the student section's front row. The I, student section will still be behind us. But we'll be in front we of them. We'll be the front row. I, I don't think it's going to end well for us. Hey, money talks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like we said, next up, uh, App State plays Erskine. Whoever plays Erskine, Erskine. Whatever their we, mascot uh, is, too. The aviators. And the then flyers. we go to Duke. And we go to Chapel Hill. Yeah, Duke on the 16th, Chapel Hill on the 21st. Mm-hmm. And which then, is, it's interesting. I wonder if the team's going to have to go back to Boone in between those. Like, you play on the 16th in the triangle. Go back to Boone. Come back, like, three days later. You think App State's going to get them hotel rooms for five days? I, no, but. No. 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 It, the, if the women's golf team was in that situation, are they getting hotels for three days, four days? Not likely. They're not getting a hotel. <laughs> They're sleeping in the van. 
They're <laughs> going to a Koa, uh, a KOA campground. They're getting an Airbnb of like someone's guest room, and they're all <laughs> sleeping in the guest room. Okay, so no, the basketball team is not staying. They it's might, they it's not like a Hornets West Coast road trip. Okay, yeah, that, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel like all basketball games. They're way they're not take. taking trips to Melrose and Rodeo. They're, <laughs> they're going back home. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do they have like European style like hostels? If they do, App State would find them. And they would put their teams there. Yes. <laughs> Who needs the Marriott? Except for football. Who needs Marriott when you got a a weird B and B with bunk beds? When you've got uh, Archibald Clumpus hosting you at. Y'all hey, don't even know about that yet. Yeah, no, hold on. Oh, that's a little oh little sneak peek to our our winter episode here. Yeah, holiday season. Yeah, sneak peek for y'all. Uh, just so y'all are, are aware, I'm going to be out of the country for work this next week. Tell them why. Uh, I'm, can you? Yeah, I can tell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm an events assistant for the ESPN uh, Bahamas Bowl. So I'll be in uh, Nassau helping to coordinate that event for the next week. Who's playing? Uh, Toledo and Middle Tennessee State. Mm, both teams that we have beat in a bowl game. I like it. Did we play mid-10? In yeah. Bowl game? First, uh, first oh, yeah, you're right. The first, yeah, you're right. 45-17. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Toledo, we played back-to-back. Because that was the year after they played their Bahamas Bowl. Yep. Yeah. So um, in advance, we planned something in advance for once, and we're going to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded a really kind of goofy nonsense episode that's just like us telling weird stories. Right. Uh, it's by far our longest episode ever. It's going to end up being like an hour, 15 minutes. So you can cuddle up next to the fireplace over the long holiday season. Yeah, and it's literally about nothing. It's literally just us <laughs> laughing at each other and telling stories. So please, you know, be aware going into it. Um, but yeah, that's what's coming up next week. And then... So that Bahamas Bowl is like the battle for like App State's favorite child. Toledo versus Middle Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, winner is our favorite kid. It, it, you know what? I'll tell you who wins it, and it's not going to be the team that actually wins the game. It's going to be the team that makes me the least mad next mm. week. We'll wow. See. Yeah, don't don't assume, Parker. Jeez. I'll give you all an update on who my favorite Bahamas Bowl team is. Something I've been disappointed is. about is, was it three years ago when there was that Reddit thread about the Bahamas Bowl? Yes, that was 2018. Yes. Why hasn't that happened again? I. Why did y'all get it, get it together? Why didn't you leave I, it as is? I... That was hilarious. Uh, well, last year we didn't have a bowl. There was no Bahamas Bowl last year. Tragically. Yeah, no yes, international yes, travel yes. last season, so we didn't have that. Um, yeah, that was interesting for me because I was on the field when that Reddit thread broke. Right. I was like on the field. It was like during the third quarter. I would like, someone like tapped me and was like, hey, check your phone. I looked at it. I was like. And I text you about it. I was like, is this legit? And you said, it is all legit. Yeah. I, I like walked over to our executive director. I was like, hey, uh, FYI, y'all might want to yeah. <laughs> take a peek. Yeah. Uh, that Reddit thread, all of it's legit. If y'all don't remember that, I go mean, look up Bahamas did. Bowl. There's CF- probably articles about it. It blew up about just all the things that happened. They're in talking about the people just bringing in their own alcohol. Literally, like bow and arrows being shot outside. Like people teaching archery. <laughs> Two people bringing in their own alcohol. The team locker rooms just had a curtain. So like spectators were just like pulling the curtain back to just like <laughs> check in at halftime just to see what's going on. And he, Parker said it's all legit. That's what was up. That's yeah. uh, those aspects of the event I do not touch. So, um, oh, see what you do is flawless. Yeah, the marketing looks great. <laughs> great logo. Great logo. Uh, team experience is wonderful. <laughs> Teams have a great time. That's all I care about. Well, at least you are. You can sleep easy at night, knowing that thread was not about you. 
hey, we could very easily have one about me this year. We'll, we'll see. Start it up, baby. That redheaded guy at the Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> Weren't he supposed to be the mascot as well? Bucky, there was. There Bucky was the Bahamas a, Bowl boy. <laughs> there was a discussion for about two days that I was going to become <laughs> the Bahamas Bowl mascot. Bucky. Yes. Uh, I was going to be Bucky the Bahamas Bowl boy. <laughs> what is that? Sinktuplet bees. <laughs> Lots of bees. <laughs> Bucky the Bahamas Bowl boy. Um, and like I was going to run out and have a t-shirt cannon. And, oh, no. And it got so far to the point that we had two t-shirt guns. <laughs> it got to that stage, but we didn't have compressed air for them. No. So Bucky was unfortunately scrapped. Oh, because you didn't have artillery. I didn't have the firepower. No. Yeah, I would have. I would have been dual wielding, wielding the, the t-shirt guns, <laughs> running down the sideline. Do you remember Grizzly at the High Country Grizzlies games with the t-shirt yes, cannon? Yes, that would have been my like my hero. I don't know what they were doing with that t-shirt cannon. They must have had the air pressure maxed out. Grizzly would shoot that shit to the rafters, to the rafters. It would bounce off the roof, and after every shot. Grizzly and his handler would look at the gun. Oh my god! Oh. And turn <laughs> something out. Next one, boom! <laughs> to the roof. Every game, every game. <laughs> Bring back the Grizzlies, if nothing else, but for that. Bring back Bucky the Bahamas Bowl boy. He never existed. He did in a conference room for two days. Did you have to stand there in your costume and your helmet? Uh, while my, they talked my about your character was a helmet first off that's right with a visor on it yes it was it hey it's still a really cool helmet <laughs> still a really cool helmet um yeah it's just a helmet with a visor on it we'll um, see if you can bring that back for this year yeah i'll see what i can do just you know put it out there and see the the reception I, i'll get down there tomorrow we've got a meeting as soon as i get there i'll yeah. i'll see what i can i can work out she's like listen folks i'm not moving a muscle yeah no unless game day, you commit to Bucky the Bahamas Bowl boy. No game day signage will be displayed Mm-mm. unless Bucky's the one displaying it. Our sponsors are going to be pissed. I'm going to get out to the stadium at 5.30 in the morning and set up all the signage as Bucky. <laughs> Parker's not going to be there that day. Bucky is. You can send the check to him. That's the old me. <laughs> I'm Bucky now. <laughs> I'm Bucky. <laughs> Maybe I should change my name on Twitter to Bucky for a week. Yeah, instead of Metal World Peace, Bucky. Bucky. First name, last name, Bucky. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky. I think that's it. I think I, we've covered I think everything. We've covered everything. Um, please look forward to our nonsense episode. Um, you said that in a very desperate tone. Like, please, listen. please, Bucky, you have a zip. <laughs> please, you have a zip. <laughs> um, yeah, listen to that if y'all want a, a laugh or to just put something on for an hour. That's right. Um, I think it's kind of funny. Um, and then we'll be back um, to give you thoughts about the bowl game. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I'll be back next Saturday. We'll record as soon as the bowl game's over. Yeah. So signing off for Bucky the Mahamas Bowl Boy. And yeah, yeah. for what can I be? I guess Cone Boy. Uh, I really put myself in a corner. Am I really going to be Cone Boy when I'm 42? Yeah. you're. But Cone Man sounds worse. Stupid. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Cone man. Cone dude. <laughs> you could be cone guy. Hey, cone guy. <laughs> People call you that. They do that anyways. You're that cone guy. All right, whatever, whatever. We'll, we'll hey, have, cone I'm guy. just having a bit of an identity crisis here, Parker, and you're hey, mocking me. You're making fun of me Where right now. Where were you tonight, cone guy? We were waiting for you outside. <laughs> Goldroom15 on HowSeeNightSports.com. Thank you. <laughs>